Hi again, everybody. Tom Oglesby in the FM 98.3 KCRD studios. You're listening to the Chatter Podcast, and it'll be broadcast on FM 98.3 KCRD. We begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious gracious Virgin Mary, Mary, that that never was it known that that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. Colleen, we have Aaron Gerard in the studio. We haven't heard awesome. his voice in a month, a year, uh, 12 months. 12 months. Let's hear your voice, Aaron. Good day. <laughs> You're not, he's not Paul Harvey. <laughs> he is not Paul Harvey. That's great. Good to have you, Aaron. Anyway, we are at episode 32. We're recording on the last day of February in 2022, the year of our Lord, and we, are, um, we can sniff Ash Wednesday from here. We are just that close. We are that close. By the time this airs, it will be the, the first, first weekend First in weekend Lent. in Lent here. Does it, do you like Lent? I love Lent. It is my favorite liturgical season. I'm saying that out loud. Why? I, I love Lent because I find Christ more in the, the less than the more. I think Christ is evident. Well, let's put it this way. Today is the 28th, and the gospel, I think, is from Mark. And uh, I don't have it at my, uh, but it's the story of the rich man. And he says to Jesus, uh, what do I need to do to attain the kingdom, I think is the question. Mm -hmm. And Christ responds, well, you need to obey the commandments and the laws. And he says, I have done these from my youth. And he says, you need, Christ responds, you need to do one more thing. And he says, what is it? And the rich young man uh, says, what is it? And Christ says, sell what you have and follow me. And the young man goes away with heavy countenance and because he has many riches. And to me, in the poverty and the devastation of life is Christ. And so in the fa- what are we called to? Fasting, almsgiving, and prayer in Lent, right, Aaron? Isn't that the deal? Oh, yeah. You can say more than yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good old boy says yo. <laughs> That's why you need a woman in here, because we're a little chatterier. Yeah, this is the chatter, Aaron. You're supposed to chatter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's where I'm coming from. It's my favorite. In fact, I go through uh, withdrawal. I'm happy about Easter, but when Easter comes, it's, I mean, it's hallelujah, 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 but I feel a letdown because I don't want to stop with the fasting and almsgiving and, and the prayer. And, of course, no one says you have to. But let me ask you this. Hmm. Sometimes you go through Lent and you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Uh, going to say an extra 30 minutes of prayer today whether it's the rosary right, or th- right well don't you guys feel like at the end of lent you go so what's stopping me from just continuing that's that? exactly the yeah, point that's oh yeah exactly right? the point yeah and i um because i should be do that as a matter of fact i find that to be one of the blessings of retirement although uh retirement and and doing uh 
Aquinas Communications and KCRD seems like uh, an oxymoron because it's it's not by. But what it does allow is the freedom to do what you want to do or you need to do when you want to do it, which frees up time for prayer, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I think that is a great gift. Mm-hmm. And anyone I was talking, I bet I've talked to a half dozen people since New Year's Eve that says, I'm thinking about retirement. I highly recommend it. Okay, they're thinking about retirement. Tom highly recommends it. And then he's working 80 hours a week at the radio station. Yeah, but it's fun. I mean, yeah, you get to fun. do what what hopefully Christ wants. Yeah. So, Aaron, what about you? You like Lent? Yeah, of course I like Lent. Lent is, Lent is a wonderful time of uh, penance and abstinence. And <laughs> Pain and suffering. <laughs> yeah. But on a serious note, no, it, it, it's a wonderful time. It's, it, as a father of five, homeschooling father of five, I um, you know, get to engage with the kids more. They, they see things happening at the church at Mass where we're suddenly going to Mass on special days. And, and uh, you know, they, they notice that. And, it, and with our teaching style... You know, we let them raise the questions, and then we give them detailed answers. And uh, are you, you going know. to uh, put those purple veils on Grandma and Grandpa's picture <laughs> over at your house again? No, th- those go over the crucifixes. Oh, I swear it was Grandma and Grandpa <laughs> Gerard. The purple veils over their their portraits. No, no, I, I don't have any uh, cross shaped portraits in the house. I'm sorry that confused all right, you. All right, that could be mistaken so you know a lot of people might be wondering what in the world you're talking about with purple cloths over the crucifix but it used to be tradition used to uh churches used to veil the their crucifixes and their statues in the fifth week stations of the cross in the fifth week and uh and i have to say kudos to saint columkill because they have been doing that for a few years now and in fact their flyer they sent out the, to their parishioners. Um, what's with Saint Columb Hill here in Dubuque? Saint Columb Hill here in Dubuque. What's with veiling the statues in church? And they give a really nice explanation of why we You're do kidding. that. You're kidding. It's it's beautiful. Um, what's it say? So it's got about let's see five bullet points. So what spiritual benefit should we be looking for from veiling uh, the statues on the fifth Sunday of Lent? And it says first of all it helps set Lent apart as a special time of fasting fasting right mm-hmm. our eyes are fasting from good things to focus on god's goodness just as we don't sing the gloria and then the second w- way it helps us is it focuses our senses on hearing the words of scripture and mass and you know they say blind people have a greater sense of hearing right so we're compensate because we can't see our i Lord. got a story about that but keep going third it helps us hunger for and anticipate the restoration of beauty at easter Right, and it is it is remarkable the effect it has by just missing those for a couple weeks when you see them again. Yes, Easter. Yeah. Um, it also reminds us we lived in we live in a veiled time here on earth because we await the fullness of beauty Ooh, in heaven. That's a powerful one. Right, mm. our veiled time here on earth, and then the last reason it says it veils the individual and turns our thoughts to being part of a people who sin and whose sins affect everyone in the human family in ways I won't know until Judgment Day. Mea culpa, mea culpa. What a beautiful mailing. Kudos to St. Columkill. That I was... Bless it. Who's that? Father Tom... Uh, McDermott and, and Father ba- Dave Schatz. Dave, Dave So Schatz. good for them. So so that's what, Two that's what we're talking about. Two great priests here in Dubuque. 
Amen to that. Yeah. So that's what we're talking but about. But I got to compliment you because you've been doing this on the chatter for three or five weeks about uh, septima jasima and yes. sexima jasima and quinquagesima. Love that. And you know what I like about that, Colleen? What? Because in previous years, if you let that slide, all of a sudden you're here on today, the Monday before Ash Wednesday, or it is, you know, because. I have been known to participate in Fat Tuesday, <laughs> which is tomorrow, Monday, yes. Monday, uh, Tuesday, and all of a sudden Ash Wednesday's here, and you're, you ain't prepared. You're not. You go. Oh wait, it's Lent. Oh, what am I going to do for Lent? So you've been on the chatter here for several weeks, talking about the seventy, sixty, fifty days before uh, Easter, and it. It's had a, an impact on me personally, hopefully on some others. You know, it's like you stretch, right? Before you exercise, you stretch. And, and that's what those Sundays remind us to do is it's coming. It's coming. Start thinking about it. So I don't know why it ever got dropped, but it got dropped in the 60s. But it's a beautiful thing to bring back. And I'm glad the uh, veiling of the oh, uh, statues, yes. stations, icons did not get dropped. I still think Aaron's holding out. Those are Grandma and Grandpa Gerard's portraits being veiled. Negative. No. <laughs> don't don't hold back here. A man, a few words. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the chatter. This is episode 32. The new voice is Aaron Gerard. You've heard him on the air before, but not frequently. And he is in the studio here as our our guest. We should probably open this up. Maybe we should take guests. Maybe that could be, you know. You could get a guest appearance on the chatter. Oh, my goodness. With Colleen. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would see all the inner workings of the studio here. That all of the listeners have paid for. God bless the uh, God bless our listeners. donors, the uh, benefactors of Aquinas Communications. Thank you so much. And thank you to those who showed up at our seventh anniversary of broadcasting our ninth year of Aquinas Communications, Father John Ricardo kicked it right through the, the goalpost. Didn't he do a great job? I think he had everybody's attention. I think you said you could hear a pin drop. I did not see people. You, you can always tell when you've got a good sermon in, in church, when you've got a good speaker, there's no sneezing, coughing, stirring, getting up, going to the restroom, adjusting your position in the, uh, in the uh, chair or whatever. And I don't know, did he talk an hour? You know, I didn't even look at my watch. Didn't even look at your watch. It was one of those talks. You know, of course, he's a good speaker. He's got the cadence. He's got the tempo. He's got the stress on the right words, etc. He could probably read the phone book, and I would be enthralled with what he was saying. Right? But I didn't see anybody look at their watch. Nobody. I believe we have a recording. I think, did you see... The engineering team down there recording this, I, I think. I did, and someone told me that there were two copies of it, and so we might be putting it on our website. Is that the case? I, I think hope it, so. I think, it goes, I, I think it goes up on the podcast, Aaron. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I couldn't make it, so I'm, I'm looking forward to having a listen myself. Well, speaking of that, you were uh, mostly under demonic possession last week. What, did you have the headache from hell? Oh, oh yeah. Yep, migraines are are one of the one of the burdens of life, I suppose. I knew when you didn't return my eleventh phone call that something was up. Wow. I had thrown the phone across the room. Wow. I hope it wasn't me. Wow. No, no, I don't think so. 
Praise God you're back. Yeah, migraines are horrible. <clears throat> anyway, I said episode 32. This is, uh, they haven't caught on to us uh, yet, Colleen. What else you got over there? Uh, not that St. Column Kills doing that. We got to hit them guys again here. That is just a marvelous. Well, uh, the other thing that was in the Column Kills mailing. Spe- speak of that, I want to do this here. There's some friends of the radio station, some Benefactors Friends Association that are in poor health, horrible health. St. Column Kills opened their church last Thursday? Yep. From noon until 9 or 10 o'clock at night with perpetual adoration, confessions, and prayers. This is what the church is all about, in my estimation, Colleen. It was was beautiful. They had a healing prayer service for um, Dave and Tony. And and Dave Cushman belongs to Calm Kills. Tony Burbach belongs to St. Anthony's. But they also mentioned Mary Mormon. So if you know Mary, Mary, keep her in Mm -hmm. your prayers too. But what I loved about it was it was centered on the Eucharist. Yes. The monstrance was right there. They had benediction. And the other thing I was impressed with was, you remember, that was a kind of a crappy night. I mean, it was icy, no, no, snowy. No, no, it no. was cold. It was only five or six inches of snow. Oh, that's what right. are you talking that's about? That's what we got, right? And yet the people came. That was so beautiful to see. I thought, oh, there's probably going to be three people here. And I thought, fa- fa- so, <laughs> excuse me, I saw Father Shots coming in with snowshoes. Shaking him off and uh, went directly, took his uh, jacket off, grabbed a stole, and went into the confessional. Yeah, it was beautiful. So, um, yeah, so column kills. The other thing, since we're talking about column kills, the other thing they sent out, um, they sent three pieces of paper to their parishioners. One was about veiling the statues. One was the schedule for Lent and Holy Week, when Mm -hmm. masses and confessions are. But the other one was about praying a family rosary. Wow. They have how to pray with a little diagram. They've got all the prayers in case you're a little rusty on the rosary. And then they want um, people to let them know that they've prayed it because they're calculating the number of rosaries said during Lent. I'm just so happy with this mailing from St. Columkill. So good job, St. Columkill's. And great job to all the other parishes that are out there uh, doing some stuff. Speaking of parishes here, uh, St. Anthony, I just got a note from... Some li- I get several notes from some listeners. Father Steve Rosanke just went through some uh, surgery, whatever, for his back or whatever here. I guess he's been in horrible pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say a prayer for Father Steve right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. God the Father, please reach out and send your healing angels to Father Steve Rosanke and any other the priests in the uh, tri-state area of Madison, Rockford, and Dubuque Diocese here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but, but deliver, deliver us from, from evil. evil. Amen. Amen. Colleen, that reminds us of the uh, calendar on the kcrd-fm.org website with a uh, daily prayer for priests. That's something you're pretty familiar with. Yeah, I, I steal good ideas. And that was a good idea I stole from Burlington, Vermont, when we were up there visiting family. But every day there is a, a priest, well, three or four priests to pray for by name in this prayer calendar. 
on the Sundays, it's groups. So, you know, the Sunday might be the Pope and the Archbishop and all the right. retired priests and et cetera. But during the week, Monday through Saturday, there's by name three, if not four, priests to pray for that day. From the Archdiocese of Dubuque. That are active priests in the Archdiocese. And I updated every summer after ordinations and retirements. Um, so it's current, to my best knowledge. And I think Chris has it up on the website now. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful way to pray for priests. And so something, speaking of prayer during Lent, if you want to um, add that to your prayer during Lent, that would be an awesome thing to do. So the the idea you stole yeah. has been stolen yeah. by Chris, our webmaster, who is going to the Rockford and Madison Diocese to get the names of all of the priests to put on a calendar for the Madison and the Rockford priests. That's an awesome, awesome idea. Because our priests are square right in the, uh, in the uh, what do I want to say? Crosshairs, the crosshairs. Yes. They're, yes. They have a bullet on it. What do you got there? Well, you know, when you were saying that, it reminded me, I thought that we had put those names in the latest edition of The Bellowing Ox on page 5, um, a prayer for the Tri-State Seminarians. And I so, think- so we got to do two calendars. We've got to do the ordained priest, but this one, what you're talking about, are the seminarians. Are the seminarians for, for the three surrounding dioceses, which is a beautiful thing. So don't throw away your bellowing ox. Tear out that page and put it on your calendar. We're bumping up against the clock on segment one here. If you don't have a copy of the bellowing ox and you would like it mailed to you, go to kcrd-fm.org and go to uh, sign me up for bellowing ox. There's somewhere on the website you can do that. And you can see all of the library of the bellowing ox with our uh, award-winning web uh or not webmaster but uh publisher editor greg yoko hands off has he done a ma- marvelous job on this every newsletter gets better In, indeed you're listening to the chatter podcast and and broadcast on kcrdfm.org we'll be right back after this from our sponsors Tom Oglesby back in the FM 98.3 KCRD studios brought to you by all of the listeners and donors of Aquinas Communications. This is the 32nd episode of the of the chatter. Our guest is Aaron Gerard. Our host is is Colleen Pasnick, and uh, that first one just flew by, Colleen. I just said to Tom over the break there that that was the first time I did not look at the clock for a whole segment, so... Very it, engrossing. I love Lent, too. I, I do. The other but, thing that I wanted to mention, and I'm sure we can talk more about this, but, you know, Lent is a time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And a lot of times they have missions during Lent. So Who's got, uh, I lost track of my list. Where, where am I at here? Well, um, Father Simon is coming. Father and, Richard mm-hmm. Simon from Relevant oh, Radio? Si- Father Simon says, is coming to East Dubuque. When? Sunday, March 6th. Uh, he'll speak that night in East Dubuque, and then Monday, March 7th, he'll speak in Menominee, and then Tuesday, March 8th, back in East Dubuque. So we're recording on the 28th of February. Yes. This will be broadcast Saturday the 5th at 1 and Sunday the 6th at 
five, six, six. Yeah. Anyway, you'll you'll hear it, but this is sh- short notice. You can still catch uh, sure. Sunday and Monday if you're hearing this on Saturday. Yep. The mission begins each evening at six o'clock and lasts until seven thirty. And if you know Father Simon, because we air his program nine p.m. I think. Correct. Monday through Friday. He's got a quite the sense of humor, and so the title of his mission is. People I know who died and lived to tell about it. <laughs> Such a typical Father Simon I, uh, title. You know this because you were the hostess that night and invited us to dinner, Marianne and I, with Father Simon and Father Branken. And you and Bill. Who else? Was that it? I think I that think. was it. And you haven't invited me back, and I'll make a point of that right now. <laughs> but uh, so we had a marvelous dinner. I don't know who cooked it, Father Branken maybe. And uh, this was a Martha and Mary story, Aaron. Ah. So uh, after dinner, Colleen and Bill got up with Father Branken and Marianne, my wife, follow them into the kitchen, and they begin cleaning up and washing dishes. And there's a potbelly stove, and it's a cast iron operation. It's, it's a beautiful, austere location. But Father Simon stayed seated at the table, and so did I. And we had a one-on-one conversation with Father Simon Says for an hour of and an hour of cleaning. No, an hour, <laughs> an hour of not for you. An hour of a radio show that was never recorded. I wish it was, but what you hear on the air is exactly. He's not putting on any airs. That's him. That's the way he lives. And he would say something, and it would be point-counterpoint, and it would be, and I would ask him a question. Well, that's an interesting thing, Tom, and we do this, and we go that. And I would give almost anything to revisit that night because this man is uh, truly a gift of God yeah. in my estimation. A wealth of knowledge and funny. And so be sure to go to the mission and I'm sure he'll hang around afterwards, and you can probably meet him. Which will person. be the best part of the evening, Yeah, yeah. I think. So give the times and locations and dates again, Colleen. Yeah, so it's Sunday, March 6th at St. Mary's in East Dubuque. Monday, March... What time? Oh, 6 o'clock. Each night it begins at 6 p.m., and it goes until 7.30. So all you early birds can still get to bed by 8. Um, Sunday, March 6th in East Dubuque. Monday, March 7th in Menominee, and Tuesday... March 8th, back in East Dubuque, and the topic is People I Know Who Died and Lived to Tell About It. It will be an awesome, it's kind of like a near-death experience. Oh, I'm sure it's free. Priceless. It's priceless. It's priceless. So no admission, but uh, this is a great way to help St. Mary's East Dubuque and St., excuse me, Immaculate Conception. Nativity BVM in Menominee. I meant to say you were thinking Keeler, man. I was. You were thinking fish fries, probably. I was thinking. Speaking of that, speaking of fish, the fish. Have you seen the uh, the trend here? Fish is in short supply. You were saying that at the dinner. So that so you and I were talking about that privately. Uh, Some of the uh, area fish fries are going to be in tough positions. The Telegraph Herald broke an article um, either this morning, and we're talking Monday the 28th, or maybe it was over the weekend, that there's some difficulty with uh, its just acquisition. And if you can get it, the price is twice 
what it was. So if you were in the $2 range for uh, fish, Aaron, you're in the 4 or $5, if you can get it at all. I heard that the cod comes from China. Is that right? I couldn't tell you. I, don't I, we have I, cod here? I don't, I don't have contact with the fishmongers in, in China. So. Oh. This, this is the only stock you don't trade? Uh, correct, yeah. <laughs> but we should... I, I don't trade fish futures. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. However, I think it was the 365, that magazine that comes out. They in had Dubuque, a full-page yeah. ad of all the fish fries coming up during Lent, where they are. Um, so be sure to pick up a 365. I should have brought it. I left it at home. Um, but the other thing, I think some of the fish fries have been changed from all you can eat to one serving of fish because of the price gone Yeah. And I was talking to our good friend uh, Jeff Field over at Jack's Chicken Palace, and he said it is just crazy. He had the longest time last year trying to source catfish, which is my favorite. I, I love his uh, pike. But... Um, there's just nowhere else, I shouldn't say nowhere else, but I don't know where else in town to get a good catfish tail. Uh, Bluff Lake, but I don't know what's going on well, with Bluff Lake. Well, that ain't in town. That's, well, that's, not that's in town, down the road a piece. It is down the road a piece, but I just drove by Culver's the other day, and they have walleye sandwiches. That, that's yeah, that's favorite. the best. But you can't drive by Culver's because there's a line of 39 cars waiting to go through the drive-up <laughs> over there. I mean, Isn't that amazing? They, have, uh, they are one of the best here. But back to Jeff, he says he's have a hard time. I'm talking Jeff Field at, at Jack's Chicken Palace, which has been a uh, uh, great friend of Aquinas Communications here. And, and first Friday, you know, I, I'd like to mention Ash Wednesday, but it'll be too late by then. But um, It will. But, you know, so prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So this is kind of talking about a little bit fasting, even though it's abstinence as opposed to fasting. But, um, you know, you don't have to have fish on Fridays, right? You all know that. Just no meat, right? It's not like, oh, my gosh, now I have to have fish. Yeah, but eggplant is a penance. <laughs> Aaron, who wants to have an egg? It depends. If, it, if it's growing out of my garden, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Okay, egg salad sandwich. I don't do eggs. You don't I like, do eggs? I like my eggs full-grown. They're called chickens. <laughs> I, I have some full-grown eggs, uh, and they're laying new eggs. Yeah, so. I know. And if there's one missing... Don't call me. (laughs) (laughs) But you can have cheese ravioli. I mean, the point is you don't have to have fish. So if the price of fish puts it out of your budget this year, you could get creative. You know, I get you. The problem with me is is that fish really isn't a penance, and um, five cheese ravioli is a delicacy, and, um, you know, (laughs) egg salad would be death. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Okay. Well, there you go. So wait, so we've talked about prayer. We've talked a little bit about fasting. More, we've talked about abstinence and fasting. So what is the rule on fasting? Well, I don't have... Oh, uh, that should be my quiz question. Well, it's, it's what, 14 to 65, one full meal, and the rest of the food should not exceed the equivalency of, of a full meal, which, by the way, is not a... For me, that's not a... A, a big deal here for me to do fasting i gotta eat nothing and then i gotta have one meal living with marianne makes that difficult because she's, she's a good cook here this isn't much i just waited it's not a full meal <laughs> but also almost the worst part for me is the no eating between meals 
you know, my yeah. husband, he, yeah. he likes to say he eats one meal a day. It starts when he gets up and it ends when he goes to bed. And he gains no weight. He's just constantly eating. So that no eating between meals is really difficult for me, too. I think that's the problem with a lot of marriages is is one person has to really work at fasting and the other one can say, eh, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. And it ain't easy for me. It's not. It's not. But, you know, a lot of times, I would say within the past 20 years or so, we've kind of heard this thing, well, if you can't fast from food, fast from TV or fast from something else. But, you know, there's something about fasting from food that I think is important. So, sure, fast from I TV, think they miss but the also whole point. fast Don't from... they miss the whole point on that, Aaron? Yeah, you know, uh, fasting from TV doesn't get you that glorious stomach pain. Well... Yeah, fasting from TV is not a biological, uh, you know, we don't need TV to... Right, but you, you've you heard that. Haven't you guys heard that? Where people say fast from, you know, fast... The from... internet, my phone, my email. Right, Yeah, right. That, that, that ain't doing it. Sure, you can we, do that privately. And here's why, Aaron, because we are made in the likeness of, of the image and likeness of God. We are body and we are soul. And what we're trying to do with fasting is align our body, which needs food, with our soul, which needs grace. And this, can I say modernism out loud? You can. I, I, we this, say that all the time. Th- this, this is not about, Aaron, you weigh in here. Yeah, so. Um, Time's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, fasting when you're feeding five kids who obviously aren't going to be fasting. Um, you know, it, it's time for me to uh, reflect on giving of myself and self-sacrifice. I'm doing something for my kids uh, that I'm not doing for myself, and you know, it's uh, uh, you know, it, it's a healthy way of. Uh, Oh gosh, I just lost the words. It's a healthy way of <clears throat> help me out, Tom. Well, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to give an example to the children. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a healthy way to give an example to the children. Something that uh, you can um, that they something that they can see and understand, um, and that you can talk about. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I find so fascinating is, you know, for a long time, the church has said no meat on Fridays uh, throughout the whole year, not just during Lent. Right. right. Yeah. And and pretty soon science shows, gosh, you know, if you eat fish once a week, it's good for your body. They're right. finally catching up to the church. And now the church has always had these rules on fasting. Right. And now what's one of the latest things on dieting crazes? Intermittent fasting. Right. So it's kind of like the world is catching up to these this uh, these these ideas of wisdom that the church has had for centuries. But any, anybody born since the middle of the 1950s has been brainwashed that you need three square meals a day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're somehow ruining yourself. And the sugary cereal companies. Yes. But I just find it funny that science is kind of confirming what the church has taught in her discipline. Wish she hadn't said that. I haven't had a bowl of Tony Tiger in months. <laughs> yeah, we we just do honey nut Cheerios at home. No, go for the tiger. <laughs> yeah, or the captain. Yeah. I like the captain. Oh, I try to stay away from captain. <laughs> 
Anyway, so that's so let's see. So we've covered prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We still have to talk that about that. That ties into can I go there? You go there. So I just pulled up this is a beautiful book that many of the parishes give to the uh, electors here. The first Sunday in, of Lent this year is uh, we're in Luke's cycle, right? We're in C this year. Reading, can I read the whole thing? It's not long. Sure. Holy Gospel according to Luke, filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit to the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing for those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. Imagine that. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written one does not live on bread alone then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant the devil said to him i shall give you all this power and glory for it has been handed over to me and i will give it to whomever i wish all this can be yours if you worship me jesus said to him in reply it is rewritten it is written you shall worship the lord your god and him alone shall you serve Then he led him to Jerusalem and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command you, He will command His angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot on against a stone. And Jesus replied to him, said, It is also in the scriptures, You shall not the Lord your God to the test and when the devil had finished every temptation he departed from him for a time that is written from each of the evangelists on the first Sunday of Lent and um, I never tire hearing it from anyone especially this year from Luke Colleen Mm. isn't that a beautiful beautiful reading can you imagine that scene I, I I kind of have a an active imagination. But can't you just picture it? You know, the two of them talking, and he takes Christ up to the top of the... You can just see the whole thing happen. It's It really is engaging. Um, what would you have paid to uh, be the uh, tender of Jesus' donkey there? Right, um, fly on the wall, so to speak. What do you make of that, Aaron? Uh, the donkey? No, Jesus, come on. <laughs> He's so easily distracted. Yes, uh, no, it, it, it's just a fantastic description of, um, well, the life of Christ and I can see where, where I fail and you know, how, how often it is, um, you know, the first temptation command these stones to become bread, you know, how often do we need some sort of carnal pleasure, some sort of touch or taste or you know the television um you know and you you have these addictions and imagine going 40 days without that's that's what we're committing to and then right afterwards just like you were saying calling um you you have this temptation to go right back to it when your prayer life uh has had an increase uh and now the the shackles are off of you um, and you can, you can go back to it, but why, why would you want to do that? And Christ gives a, a great response. He says, man does not live on bread alone. 
And, uh, you know, we, we don't live on TV. We don't live for food. We don't live for cheesecake. It's really good. Um, <clears throat> Especially but, the way Tracy makes it. Uh, yeah, uh, from Hy-Vee. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's the way I make it. She does a wonderful job. Um, and, you know, I, it seems like uh, the, the simplest part, but it's the easiest and the most frequent way that I find that I, I can fail is when I give in to that temptation and I let that become the center of my mind's eye is that cheesecake or uh, social media. Aaron Gerard, we're going to end right there. Otherwise, we'll break the seal of the confessional right now here. You're listening to The Chatter on episode 32 on FM 98.3 KCRD. We're back. This is The Chatter. You're listening to FM 98.3 KCRD. The Chatter is a podcast of Aquinas Communications. And Colleen, when we started this all, we thought, what would the Chatter be? And you said, it should just be a cup of coffee. I think we both talked about, it's just like if you're having a cup of coffee and you're talking about what's going on in the world in the church. So Very you, informal. You went over and prayed the rosary and had morning mass, and then you ended up at one of the uh, local coffee shops. Yep. And, and what were you talking about? And, and that's the chatter. That's the chatter. And you had mentioned in the previous segment about having guests. So maybe some of our listeners have some ideas about guests that they might like uh, to hear from on the chatter. Yeah. Or maybe they would like to be a guest. We've had Art Galoon, Mark Hager. We've had Father John Lovell. Aaron Gerard was just with us for the first couple segments. Who, Janet Wagner, who was here for 20 or more uh chatter episodes how many i mean that thomas was beckett society kids they're coming back good good and uh yeah they're coming back here perhaps in the month of march 2022 good. along with uh some of the uh, uh trad dad society out of uh plantville wisconsin those are some other guests we've had brad markham brad miller we've had quite a few guests haven't we and so uh this is an open society so to speak yes so tell us who you want to hear as a guest on the on the chatter. Yeah, give us a call, 563-231-3545, or go to kcrd-fm.org. And it's not like Star Search, is it? I don't think it's. I hope it's not like Star Search. Dancing with the Stars. Or Dancing with the Stars. But speaking of feedback, yeah. one of the things that uh, someone, I'm not sure who, if it was you or who it was that had the brilliant idea, at the Friday night dinner, there were some pieces of paper at... Um, all the place settings, and we wanted to ask our listeners not only, well, a couple different things. One, what do you think are the top five issues that need attention in the Roman Catholic Church today? And this was a, not a knockoff or a spinoff, but it was first postulated with Ray, Raymond Arroyo at the World Over, who's been on the air at EWTN for 25 years. Yeah, and, and I think it's good for us to hear from our listeners. What do they think? It's all open-ended. It's not a... This coincides with a lot of the uh, dioceses who are doing synod surveys. Uh, does everybody got the background here? So the synod on synod is happening in Rome at the Vatican. Quit laughing, Colin. I know. I know. It's I, so silly. 
Yeah, it is. It is. But it's been unsillyized by the uh, by the hierarchy, and now all of the dioceses across the world, but in, especially in the United States, most every diocese is conducting their own sur- or listening groups or listening surveys. Sometimes, do you feel we're living in a Monty Python world? Yeah, not sometimes. Most all, of the time, this whole synod on synodality of the synods of the, it just sounds the, like a Monty Python skit. The minister of funny walks. Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I get what they're trying to do. No, I don't get what they're trying to do, because the the here's the difference. Raymond Arroyo said, "Fill in the blank the top five things that are bugging the church." Did we go through those last week? Uh, yes, we did. Yep. All right. And they're in the bellowing ox. Um, the bellowing ox will, by your hearing this, will probably be in there. There it is right there, Colleen. Okay, let's see. I thought you put it in here as a letter yeah. in response. Yeah, it should be on page right there. No. I know. I, I... Page, there oh, it is. Here it is, page three of the latest What are the top ox? five? What are the top five? This is... We're recording it now. It's been to the printer. It's been to the mailer. And by the time that we're recording on Monday the 28th, uh, by the weekend, it may be in your mailbox. But what are the top five from Raymond? So Raymond, like you said, uh, just an open-ended question. What are the top five issues that people in the pews think need attention in the Roman Catholic Church today? Uh, Number one, better Catholic teaching and evangelization. Number two, the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist and the sacraments. Mm -hmm. Number three, marriage and the family and the sanctity of life. Amen. Number four, vocations and religious life. Wow. And number five. Wait for it. Preserving Catholic traditions and the traditional Latin mass. This is something that you have done not you solely, all of us here on the chatter, but the Catholic tradition, we've talked about Septimagesima and Sextimagesima. We've talked about Rogation Days. We've talked about the uh, the uh, Ember Days. We've talked about the Saints Days. Just tonight we talked about the veiling of the statues in the fifth week of Lent. Why is it that you would swear the Catholic Church is on a witness relocation program? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're... We don't missing want to, in action. We, well, missing, we don't want to have any any connection with dad and mom, grandma and grandpa, or, or anybody in the last, nobody past 1960. You know, and that's something that, you know, someone, I forget who, once said, you know, just believe in the faith that your parents believed, that their parents believed. I know exactly who said parents that. parents believed, et cetera. His, that priest's portrait is etched upon my mind and I asked him that question point blank you were in the room I said how do we do this without hesitation he said pray like your grandmother taught you how to pray what did your grandmother teach you to pray well it was the rosary the mass the saints the traditions right so a lot of people think that it's kind of a new church since the 1960s. Well, if you listen to the uh, songs, it's Sing a New Church. Yeah, Sing a New Church into Being or something. But it's not a new church. 
It's been around for 2,000 years. It's the only true church. It is founded, the only church that even claims to be founded by Jesus Christ himself. And so there's, we need that continuity with our, with our ancestors that have gone before us. Faith of our fathers, speaking of songs. Well, we're like song. orphans here. Yeah, and we're like orphans. But what I liked about Raymond's uh, question was it was so open-ended. There was no bias in it. As it was you tell to us the, the five. As opposed to the other synod surveys that we've said, which was yes, no, fill in the, you know, they've been. Yeah. The, I'm not a fan. Yeah. It's because it's all those questions for our local synod already have a built-in bias to them. But so we took a clue, or whoever can take credit for the one that Aquinas did. We had a. Uh, took a, a page out of Raymond's book, and we did the same thing to the Aquinas Communications listeners. Listeners, what do you think are the top five issues that need attention in the Roman Catholic Church today? So we did this at the event with Father Ricardo, and we had uh, three, four dozen responses, Colleen, mm-hmm. and we're going to put this in the next Bellowing Ox. So March, April just went out. May, June would be the next opportunity to put our, our own items in here. Did you see any of these responses? I did. I did. What'd you think? I thought they were all very similar in what people are looking for and that they were very similar to Raymond's list. Shockingly, uh, proclamation of the gospel. Here's a response from, uh, I can tell they're women using the Palmer writing method here. (laughs) Uncancel the priests. Stop ordaining homosexual Marxists. Whoa. Grandma, slow down. Not my words, folks. Proclaiming the whole gospel. Pro-life issues. Restoring the sacred liturgy. Keeping our churches open no matter what happens, including COVID. Pray the rosary more often. I'm just scanning these. These aren't all five. Um... Build a community among believers. Discipleship. Proclaiming the kerygma. This woman knows the kerygma. Mm-hmm. How many people know the kerygma? Uh, more sacred liturgies. Reverence for the Eucharist. This, this woman was angry. This is a woman writing, Cancel all homosexual clergy. Wow. You can't fool old women, can you, Colleen? Nope. They can, they can smell that. Uh, eliminate the presence of Satan. In today's world, all over, she was... She was uh, our priests have been blinded by Satan. Mm. That's... that's uh, These are some pretty hard-hitting, blunt questions and no one put their name on it which is perfectly no fine. this is anonymous we're not here to uh yep. you know we're not to and but it allows people to be blunt yeah i mean these are point blank talk about blunt this is you're at ground zero point blank priests should never fear speaking about what is evil and what is not when's the last time you heard someone stand up and tell their priest that they should not be fearful of speaking the truth um the importance of the Mass and Eucharist. The abishu- abortion never goes away. Abortion's all over here. Um, this is classic. Classic marriage should be encouraged. Catholic marriage should be encouraged. They're not talking about stopping shacking up. They're talking about getting married in the church. 
restoring the liturgy, restoring teaching, stronger ch church leaders. What do you think they mean by that, Colleen? It'd be hard to, hard, I think they mean stronger church leaders. Four and five on this one here. This person appreciating our history. How many times have you talked about that? Mm. And teaching of the Bible. Uh, here's, here's a couple of uh, suggestions for speakers at the Aquinas uh, speaking uh, seminars, of which we've had since 2015, Colleen, two a year, sometimes three a year, mm -hmm. seven years, that's 14. We've had almost 20 speakers in here. Taylor Marshall, Patrick Coffin, Brian Fisher. Do I know Brian Fisher? I didn't know that name either. Must be someone's son-in-law. But the other two names that I know, they are they do not soft-pedal anything. Uh, they would like to hear Raymond Arroyo and Father Jim Blunt. Father Mike Schmidt showed up no fewer than a dozen times. He's a good speaker. I he's, think he's doing right now the Bible in a year, isn't he? And I think a lot of people in time are doing the Bible of the year, and it's a daily deal, but it's only 10 or 15 minutes. Mm. It's not a big deal. It's a big deal, but not a big timing. Uh, here, more speakers here. Father John Carapi. I don't know if he's alive yet. Ken Roberts. Ken Roberts, that's a name from the past. Wasn't he like Mitch Pacwa. Mm -hmm. Here's one, and, and they hit a bullseye, Father William Casey, mm. who is coming to Dubuque in October of this year. On Exciting. The, is it the third Wednesday? Something like that. Uh, what else? Uh, the loss of members, the loss of youth, more Orthodox liturgy, including the Latin Mass, more Bible studies. Why does the Latin Mass keep showing up here and they're keeping to do this here? Uh, this guy's uh, talking about abortion and the Bishop's Conference and every, every uh, politician that begins with, I can't say that here. Terry and Jesse. They want to hear Terry and Jesse. I get that. People stop me and say they want to hear Terry and Jesse. So for our listeners, we are in contact with Terry and Jesse for some time in 2023, Colleen. Mm -hmm. We've got several open dates. You and I need to determine what date works in Dubuque and, and when we can get him. I hope that, that uh, Terry can accompany. I'd like to get each of their wives. Anita is... Jesse's wife, mm -hmm. and Mary, not Mary Catherine, Mary, Mary Bridget, Mary. You got me. I shall endeavor to remember names better. Uh, 2023, Terry and Jesse, that could be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Faith in action, prayer, evangelization. I mean, we're just going through these. Uh, we're going to publish. Should we publish these on the website? I think we should publish them. But I want to give our listeners, if they were not able to make it Friday night, a chance to put their five in. And if you can only oh, think of go. four, we'll put four in. Well, not everybody has five here. Yeah. But I would like to invite our listeners to add their uh, what they think are the top five issues that need attention in the Roman Catholic Church today. How would they do that? 
Well, we're going to get this. Would they email you? The guys are working on an email or a survey monkey or something like that. Oh, that would be a great idea. We're going to do something on the website. We're going to put this in the May-June issue. Here's one. I'm going to light your fuse on this one. Uh Uh-oh. More talk about receiving communion in the hand. Ooh. What do well, they, what did, what do just, they mean on that? I was just going to say, did they mean they want to hear more about why we shouldn't receive in the hand? Well, they, or? They, they can't do it any more frequently. What do you hear? Mm. <laughs> You're an instigator on that one. Mm. Catholics don't take religion seriously. Catholic leadership not on the uh, same page. Was it Our Lady of Akita that said bishop against bishop and mm. cardinal against cardinal? I think it was. Catholics not voting different from the general population. That's a problem. Our faith should be informing our vote. Are we? What segment are we in? You know, I think you're, you're going through some of those two to kind of stall here because we only have about two minutes left and I got some questions for you. That's a shame. <laughs> Stump me if you can. <laughs> that pained look upon your face is great. I'll have some easy questions, and I'll have some harder questions. That's all right. I've enlisted Chuck Olson as my uh, lifeline here. You're going to call Chuck? He knows all these. I know. He's a smart guy. What do you got? Well, I'm Hit gonna, me with your best shot. I'm going to ask a question that we talked about earlier, but I'm going to ask you to tell me what does the church teach about what are the regulations for Lenten fasting? All right, I'll get these approximately right. I think it's for anybody over uh, 7 or 14 years old to abstain from uh, meat on Fridays and fast, which means one meal per day and not eating between meals. And those meals that are not the one meal should not in total equal an entire meal. And if you're over... 65 or something or whatever you don't have to do that and by the way if you've got diabetes or you got whatever here we understand that here you're you know we're not asking for uh, right do the best you can right did i get it i think so so did you also say about not eating between meals did you also say that of course i did (laughs) okay then you got them all so now i'm going to ask you a harder question we're going to talk about i'm going to ask you about some symbols of lent Mm. okay I'm going to name something, and you tell me if it's a symbol of Lent. Is a money bag a symbol of Lent? I would say to the extent of almsgiving. Very good. Um, is the, cro- the cross a symbol of Lent? Well, it has to be. Stations of the cross and all of that, yeah. Is a pretzel a symbol of Lent? Yeah, that's... I don't think many people understand that pretzels were invented by monks uh, with... Was it Germany, or I'll say Germany, I could be wrong, but it was uh, uh, without leaven, without yeast or whatever. And, um, and then the, the original pretzel was not the stick pretzel, but the crossed arms pretzel showing uh, praying hands across the breast, something like that. There you go. Very good. And, of course, there was beer. And, of course, there was beer. Well, well, fortunately for you, we're out of time, so I'm going to cut those questions Does that mean short. I win? That means you win this time, and we are going to have more Lenten quiz questions over the next couple weeks. 
We've defeated the evil <laughs> Wait woman. a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Again, here we have <laughs> episode 32 with our host, Colleen Pasnack. Special thanks to Aaron Gerard for stopping by here today. Yeah, he had a run out and couldn't do the last segment, but it was nice having him here. And doing that. He's got a uh, talented child, a gifted child in a chess club. And he beat me in seven moves about six months ago here, so he's no longer allowed here until I brush up on that. This is the Chatter Podcast. Let's end with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and ever, ever shall be, world, world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. I'm Tom Oglesby. Colleen Pasnick. Keep listening. We love you. <laughs>